Tastemakers, not your typical run-of-the-mill stories. We're putting a spotlight on movers and shakers from everyday heroes, social stars to A-list celebs, and what's going down on campus. That's right, and tonight is a Tuesday, and that's when I usually have my social stars, but I think my tastemaker tonight really falls under a lot of categories. A social star, and then, listen, a global broadcaster, actually. <laughs> a content creator. There's just so much to her that we can we can't box her in. I've got Sam Tickle, right, who is definitely one of the most recognizable voices and faces when it comes to the world of esports and gaming. Also, just a firm face because I feel like this industry is not represented well enough at all. So every single time you think esports gaming, Sam, <laughs> welcome to the show. Welcome to Five Nights. Thank you. <laughs> I hope that I can change that. One yeah. day when I retire, I hope I leave here and, and no one remembers my name. There's lots of other names. That would yeah. be pretty cool for yeah. South African gaming, I think. Is it a lot of pressure, though, to almost like be a pioneer in something? Because does it feel like you fight a lot of... Fights. And I mean, I think to, in the beginning, I fought, yeah. I fought a lot of fights. Mm. Uh, but also, it's, it's kind of easy because no one else had done it, right? So, like, yeah. when I went with, especially with esports, no one else had really cracked the overseas market. So, it's kind of easy when no one else has done it because you can't really fail. If there's <laughs> yes. no, like, if there's no line to, yeah. like, measure yourself. But it was difficult in the beginning, I think, especially being a woman when I started out, like, I think it was six years ago. Yeah. Men, men in the gaming industry at the time, they, they were a little bit shocked. But that's changed. There's so many. I think it's it's people have been more comfortable speaking out about the fact that they play games. And, yes. and we, we've spoken about this so much where it used to be that if you were a gamer, you were this nerdy weirdo in your basement. But that's changed. Mm. Now everyone plays games. Lots of women play games. Lots yeah. of girls play games. So I don't feel like it's so odd anymore that... I have boobs and I play games. But I guess in the content creation space of it all and all the work that you do as an esports broadcaster, I can imagine that there's still some changes that need to happen there. And uh, the industry needs to grow in terms of like in South Africa, for example, young people realizing, oh my goodness, this is a job I could do. I think so. I think that that would be, for me, that would be really cool because I think a lot of a lot of young people don't even realize that gaming is a thing that yeah. they could do. Mm-hmm. Esports, especially competitive gaming, like obviously... I suck at games. I play them, yeah. but I'm terrible. Just today, I spent two hours screaming at my PC because I couldn't beat a boss in this one game. So I'm not the greatest, but I'm, I know that from a commentating point of view, that's something I could oh. do, and I love that. So I was like, I feel like if you're a gamer and you love games, even if you don't think that you can win the million-dollar prizes, there's so many jobs out yes. there for you from, like, design to, to, like, obviously designing games, the broadcast space, mm. if that's something you're interested in, player management. I met a psychologist the other day uh-huh. who flies around with this Counter-Strike team. That's mm-hmm. her job. She is full-time hired to be their mental coach. Oh, that's amazing. And she used to travel the world with them. That's what? her job. And I was like, she's a psychologist. She studied to do sports psychology and now she travels around with a bunch of gamers and she happened to be a gamer. So for yeah. her, she's living the dream. And I, I wish that South Africans realized that there's so many opportunities for them in the gaming space. Mm. And obviously from a content creation space, because gaming is massive around the world. Yeah. Yeah. You can just pick up your phone and make some cool TikToks. If you suck as much as I do, sometimes filming that and putting that online, people love that. At which point did you realize, mm, maybe like not so good at playing the actual games. I'm like, I'm not the best at that, but I'm a fantastic broadcaster. I could commentate and I could do so many other things. At which point did you 
make that decision or realize? Well, I mean, so or I have you always known. <laughs> I grew up in a house where my dad was a giant nerd, so he he was playing games. I mean, and, and most people probably don't even remember this when you used to have to buy the box and the CD for the game came in the box and there was a written instruction manual and if you got stuck in the game, like nowadays you just go on the internet like a TV and Google. Game. Is that what you're comp- uh, It was explaining. like, well, he had a CD. It was a CD-ROM for his PC. Oh my word. We didn't even have the TV games. He was before that. <laughs> oh wow. And that's what, I'm so confused. I'm like, wait, what is that? And it was like super old school. And the best was there was like a, a written instruction manual and oh. then what happened was if you got stuck in the game, there was a number in America you could dial to speak to someone. Oh. Whereas now you just go online and you Google, yeah. right? But like yeah. this was like, if you really get stuck, you can phone this person, <laughs> which you couldn't do in South Africa. That's That was where my dad was at. Jeez. We started playing when we were really young. My brother was really good. So when you asked, when did I know I mm. wasn't that great? I mean, from the moment I started playing, because yeah. I had two people constantly telling me yeah. how rubbish I was, <laughs> yeah. which was great. <laughs> I never really knew I was good at the broadcasting thing. I don't think I was when I started. Yeah. I was just stuck in that my brother, we, we ended up, my parents separated and we had one pc that we had to share and my brother just constantly was like get off the computer i'm playing because he was playing competitively so i spent a lot of time standing behind him watching and then his friends always used to come to our house to land that's when they all bring their pcs to play because they're all like in a team together and Mm -hmm. my mom was super chilled with them staying up late yeah so i would just sit in the lounge and they were like a few feet away and i'd listen to them talk and after a while i was like oh I kind of understand what the, what's going on here. Yeah. So from a strategy point of view, I'm very good at telling you what you're doing wrong. Uh-huh. Just when I do it, uh, I suck. It, but I still uh, enjoy it and I still do it. I'll, I just won't be as good as I know I should be. I think what's amazing is how you were getting all of that training, watching your brother and his mates play, watching your dad. You also playing a little bit. You were getting all that training for your job right now without realizing that that's what you were actually doing at well, that I mean, time. I- ironically, when I started my job, I thought I knew what I was doing from a broadcast point of view. Mm-hmm. And I was watching back some stuff a couple of weeks ago and I was like, <laughs> wow, I was terrible. <laughs> Like they used to call me. This is like a funny, but they used to call me cringe girl uh-huh. when I first started. So obviously you've got a, you've got this big esports event. You're on a stage. Yeah. You've got the microphone and there's a chat that's live, so they can chat either on YouTube or Twitch. And they used to call me cringe girl because they said I was cringy. <gasps> And I was so hurt by that at the time. However, I've watched back and I can now categorically state that I was cringe girl. It was you get horrific. It. You get it. You yeah. get it. Oh, people on the internet are so mean. Have you No, they were telling the truth. <laughs> Look, but at that time. <laughs> at that time, I thought they were cruel and horrible. Now I'm like, yeah. I get it. You I were right. Sometimes, you know, maybe that, that feedback is what's bolt me right now. There's actually a clip that I came across earlier. <laughs> it was a, a few days ago, right? And I thought it was so cute. It's an intro to one of your your podcast episodes right because uh, one of the many things <laughs> that Sam does is that she's also got a podcast called A Tickle uh, Talks and and this was your intro in it and I thought this is brilliant because it really can explain your job to somebody who doesn't know this is literally my what name you said. is Sam Tickle right and I need to explain what it is exactly I do. And that's kind of difficult for me. I suppose you would call me an esports broadcaster. So I'll stop it there. But yes, for for people that do not know, because it's a lot of things that you do, right? But I I love that you use the word esports broadcaster because for me, when I think of you, that's exactly the word I would use too. But you also do content creation because you're, you're on all these platforms. You do the commentating at big championships. But for somebody who doesn't, either know you or know the world of esports and gaming how how do you explain your job to some people and i can imagine like <laughs> sometimes difficult i mean it is quite <laughs> my mom didn't understand what i did for many years um and i actually i'll give you an example so what i do is i much like much like any sport you watch yes. so if you watch rugby or football 
there's a bunch of people that commentate over the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do that. And then I also, I've now, I mean, my speciality is desk hosting, which is basically, you know, between the game. So at halftime, before the game, after the game, there's a panel of experts sitting and then there's someone leading the show. Yes. And they sort of lead you through it and they interview. That's what I do. And it's about competitive games. Mm. And I get to do it all over the world. Gaming is, there's huge. We fill stadiums of people and I'm either commentating on those games or I'm interviewing the players or I'm desk hosting. But to give you an example of how confusing my job is, my mom... (laughs) for years didn't understand and then one day she tuned in to watch yeah. and bless her soul she messaged me and she said I started watching it was lovely to see oh. you on TV but then they put cartoons on and I don't understand <laughs> the cartoons were the game it's the game it's mom. the actual game that's the point she was very upset that the camera went off me and I went on the game so I, I, I do struggle a little bit with the, the explanations oh. but yeah it's, it's, I just get bored so I do lots of stuff yes yes and, and there's a lot of things to do in your industry as you explained earlier on that there's so many different Uh, careers one can actually choose when it comes to your world on that note let's flip coaster number one Global esports. Global esports. I think, like, I mean, I've I've watched your growth happen in the last couple of years, right? And I think what's been so exciting is how your career has gone global, like literally, right? And that's not very easy for people to be able to pull off. So you kicked off doing your commentating, doing your content, but how did you get to a point now that you you get hired by? global uh, companies and championships and that kind of stuff to commentate or you know be a part of of, of those championships how did it get to that point so of I, going global so i used to say and I, I mean i still stay i had a bit of a lucky break mm. in the sense that what ended up happening was there was a very big event happening here at this rage expo which is the big gaming event yeah. that happens every year there was a big telecommunications company they were hosting this big event and they paid a small fortune to bring a global esports shoutcaster or broadcaster, if you like, one of the biggest names around the world. They paid and they bought him here. But he said he would only do this job if he could work with other South Africans because his thing was he wanted to build the industry itself. That's amazing. And he said he wanted a diverse crew. Yeah. And at that moment, they all realized that they didn't have a single woman. Mm. And I'd been running around with my phone making these like little videos, really bad YouTube videos. (laughs) And I was just really lucky that there was someone who came over and said, oh, hold on. You can do this. Yeah. And I went, yeah, sure. And I mean, I, I'm the only one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I had no cooking clue. I'd watched esports, but I was like, yeah, I mean, how hard could it be? It turns yeah. out it's very hard. But and <laughs> it was purely that break. He then spotted me. His name was was Paul Redder. Mm. And he was like, you could actually do this overseas. Oh. I laughed at him. And then I quit my job because I hated my boss and phoned him up and said, oh, well, I've actually quit my job. So about that thing. And he, he helped me. He trained me up. And then he was able to mention me to a few people and, and I got my lucky break. But I've, I've sort of changed that story now because I feel like it is that is the case. But I think that there is also a passion. Mm-hmm. So I think if you genuinely have the right goals in mind. So for me, it was always, I don't want to be the story. I don't want to be I've always said like there's Twitch streaming where you can film yourself playing games. Yes. I never wanted to be the star. I liked telling the stories of the stars. Okay. I love interviewing players. I love Ooh. creating those stories. I love finding this this gem who I can see is going to pop off and, yeah. and be able to build that story and for them to become for them to become the star. That's what I love to do. I love telling those stories. And I think because that was always why I did what I did it fed in and people started to see that. And I think when you're passionate, people read that more, but also it makes you better at your job. And that was what I think, I I got the lucky break, but I think it then grew because you could see that I was really passionate about telling these stories. And I worked so hard and I still work really hard to like 
craft my skills to be able to do a good job of telling stories i always say people mustn't remember me at the end of the show i want them to yeah. remember the player i spoke to or the story we were telling so that yeah. was that would be how i got into it. it went from a lucky break to just passion and then i was just lucky because esports people were like cool like it's also kind of cool you're from south africa mm. this is kind of sick like coming do they home. have a lot of interest in 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 us I think that they they have a, a fascination because mm. to them South Africa seems so far away. Yeah. Uh, and obviously what's nice about esports is it is global. So like I work on a broadcast team with people from all over the world. We've mm. got Americans and Australians and someone from Yugoslavia and someone from the Middle East. So it's like it's really exciting for them to, to have a South African because that was something that they didn't really... They didn't know our gaming community existed. Exa I can imagine. It's like a kind of weird thing with that. Like, do you even play games? Like, so that was, it is exciting for them. You guys have electricity? Uh, yeah. You have Wi-Fi? But what's interesting is there's been so many more South Africans now who are starting to, to make a name for themselves. And I think that that's really exciting because now it isn't an abnormal thing. I was at an event in Saudi Arabia and there were South Africans there who are working as like player managers and producers and they were in the back offices. And I like I got so excited because I was like, this is so rad because yes. now there's so many more of us like being exported, if you like. And exactly. that makes me excited. And then when you guys are, are, are getting ready for a championship, right? I, I know the hours are quite long as well. <laughs> the hours are very, very, <laughs> very long. long. What is that preparation like? They they putting together this entire team from all over the world, okay? And then it's uh, sometimes how many players? It could be about 100 players, maybe sometimes in one championship. I'm yeah. just guessing. No, yeah, I mean, you can set up it to like 90 to 100 players. Yeah. So all these players, uh, people from all over the world, as well as commentators and people that are part of the production team. So how do you get ready for a championship? You just make sure you watch the game and live the game forever. Okay. Um, I mean, there's that. Yes. So there's a lot of prep that goes into it. So for yeah. me, like I've, I've started streamlining it that I focus now on a specific game. Okay. I used to do lots of different games and I found that really hard because I would then have to like learn about the game, learn about the people in the game, try to understand those stories that can be quite exhausting because you spend like the next two, three weeks just studying mm. everything, watching professionals play online, like constantly just trying to find out as much as you can. Now I'm more focused into one game um and the, well I, I do a few other games but i kind of know those stories and i like i said it's a passion so yeah. like, i wake up every morning and i'm on social media and i'm on the internet and i'm reading all the gossip and the news my poor significant other has to listen to me i'll wake him up sometimes and be like oh guess what happened today this <laughs> is he a gamer too he is a gamer but he plays a terrible game called league of legends that no one likes <laughs> so uh uh, I, I like that. I live for it. And I'll, mm. like, you know, if there's a, there's a tournament now starting, it's called the ESL Pro League. I'm going to have that on TV. Like, that's going to be my thing. That's what I don't watch a movie. I'm going to watch Pro League. Yeah. So it's, it's that passion. But from a prep point of view, I do the first few weeks just before I'm about to go out. I'll make all my notes. I'll figure out what stories I want to focus on. I'll okay. pull stats of players. And then you find out who the rest of the team is. And you normally get together on a call and you chat. Normally the producer will have a chat with you, discuss kind of what they want to focus on as well and the stories that they want to. You, you basically take a, a calculated gamble as to who you think is going to oh. pop off and obviously your job is to make sure that you are knowledgeable enough that your calculated gamble will work yeah. and then we do all these storylines and prep but there's so much that actually goes into a big global championship there mm. is so many people involved uh, to, to make sure that the broadcast looks good and that obviously the actual event happens as well so all that preparation happens and then you arrive at the venue and the day before you all sit down together have that conversation again and then the show starts and it is it's 12 13 hours oh. a day 
My word, yeah. That's the first thing I thought of, like, the hours of staying up. Already it's all that prep time, and then it's the actual hours. But when you're doing something that you love and that you're so passionate about, it, it probably feels like, yeah, you don't you don't feel it. I want to say you don't, but you do. Mm. Um, you do. Like, What's your post-championship guilty pleasure? I mean, it's not even post-championship, because during the championship, I live on chocolate and, like, energy drinks. Yeah. I, like, I have so much caffeine and sugar. Mm. And then at the end of it, we'll, we'll normally all go, go out, hang out uh, if we can, and maybe just, like, let our hair down, make a noise, get excited. But then I come home. I'm supposed to sleep. I never do. Uh, <laughs> but I'll eat a massive amount of chocolate, talk about how I should really rest and sleep, <laughs> and then I just go back to work. <laughs> and then it's back at it again. <laughs> How can I forget to mention something that is so important? You are being nominated for awards all over the place. It's a bit weird, right? <laughs> all over the place. Happened. You're nominated for a content creator award in the sports fan category. And then I saw your G Sport for Girls uh, nomination as well. Congratulations. Thank you. I also think it's, it's quite funny because I, I feel like we, no one really knew where to put me because... It's it's esports, yeah. so it's competitive gaming. So it's technically sports. Yeah. So for the content creator awards, I'm in the sports fan category, <laughs> which is amazing. But I was like, it's kind of difficult because everyone else is talking about like football and rugby, and yeah. I'm like, I'm sitting in the corner being like, yeah, check me with my FIFA. <laughs> <laughs> but I can imagine as as uh, uh, the uh, more content creators start to get more followers and they and and their content starts to get picked up by brands those categories will start to open up when it comes to awards and and, and whatnot I i'd love to see like a so obviously i don't do this because mm. i don't like being the star but there's so many streamers like there's and phenomenal mm. south african gaming streamers who play what i mean it, it sounds absurd if you don't like games but the rest of us do so you watch someone play games yeah and they're either super entertaining yeah. which is fun or they're really good at the game and you learn something. And we have incredible South African streamers. So I'd love to see the Content Creator Awards have like a gaming streamer category yeah. where people, because I think like gaming content creator is very broad mm. uh, because there's so many facets of gaming. Exactly. But I feel like we could do a streamer. We've yeah. got enough streamers. Yeah. And basically it's who do you love watching play your favorite games? Listen, my 10 year old nephew is obsessed with watching streamers. And and so often I'll think he's playing and then I'm like, oh no, he's not playing. He's, he's just watching someone play. He's, he's watching. So often I'll think he's playing. <laughs> People are always confused. So They're like, cute. why would you watch someone else yeah. play games? I'm like, why do you watch football? Exactly. Same, same. Yeah. Same, same. That's exactly it. The best way to explain it, actually. I'm going to start telling my nephew to explain it that way when people are confused as to what he's doing. Exactly. Now, imagine him trying to explain that to his grandmother. It's the most confusing thing. So You can try to like, explain it to my mom. She still thinks it's cartoons. <laughs> so. All right. Sam, coaster number... What are we on? Coaster number two? Coaster, coaster number two. A coaster number two. What does it say? Quality content. Yes. Um, I mean, and we touched on this earlier, right? You, you you started off and you look back now, you're like, mm, my, my content was not that great then. But now you, you are on so many platforms, you know, besides the broadcasting that you do, you're on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. I mean, you've got your own podcast as well. When did you get to the point where you're like, you know what? I know exactly what I'm doing on each platform and this is what each platform needs because so many people are trying to get you know, become content creators. But I, I guess that might be quite confusing sometimes. To I like have no idea. Know what, what to do. I yeah. have no idea what I'm doing. No, I mean, I, I find, uh, I think I've kind of, so my podcast mm. is a labor of complete love. Yes. So it's very specific. It's about the esports industry. Like I'm doing a, a season now that's just focused on jobs that we were talking about. Like yeah. all these different jobs that you can do in the, the industry that people didn't know about. And it's very niche. And that for me, is my favorite piece of content that I make. It takes me hours. It's like a labor of love. It means so much to me. But there will be a TikTok 
where I'm like memeing outside. Yeah. And that will probably get more views in a week sometimes than the podcast, <laughs> which is heartbreaking. So it is a difficult one. But I feel like for me, it's always just been like, there needs to be a passion. And ironically, someone once said to me, when you make something, you must always ask yourself, why does it matter? Yes. And if the answer is, oh, because well, I like it or because it makes me important, then it probably doesn't matter. So I always try now to be like, why does this matter? And who cares? And who cares? That's mm. the most. So I think like that for me, but I would not take my advice on quality content because I've had to remove a lot of stuff off the internet looking back being like, that was, why did you think that, why did you think that picture was a good idea? But I can imagine that it's important to start. So this is something, because I think like a lot of people talk, and I'm, I hear this all the time when people say to me, oh, I really want to do what you do. And I'm like, okay, cool. They're like, how do I start? So I was like, literally take your friends, let them play a game and commentate on them. Yeah. Film yourself and yeah. do that. And they're like, oh no, but I need to get a better mic and I need to do this. And I was like, mm -mm. no, you have to start because mm. you have to suck, right? Mm. I, like, and like I said, when I went back and looked at a lot of my stuff, even now I look back at something a month ago and be like, oh, that was <laughs> horrific. So I feel like you have to suck mm. in order to, to get better. And if you don't, you, you'll never be fantastic from the get-go you have yeah. to learn on the job so i think that's that's really important is sometimes it's gonna suck and maybe like three people will see it but it's a start right yeah and i i'm i'm getting a sense of not overthinking what you're putting out there as well obviously it's the internet some people might see it and whatnot you might look back a month later and hate it but not overthinking so much of your content if you're a content creator i think that's important mm. i think that sometimes you also have to just be like okay cool it doesn't, you don't have to like, it doesn't have to be a, a marathon of like editing and graphics. Sometimes it can be a meme on TikTok that's going to work, but 100% yeah. right. Don't, don't overthink it too much and just commit to it. And if it sucks, it sucks. It's the internet. Like it, no one remembers in three days anyway, so you can just do something else. Exactly. Try again. All right. Coaster number three. Five second rule. Oh, so this is the part of the show where I ask you very random questions that might not even have anything to do with gaming. <laughs> and I'm you ready. need to answer them in five seconds. Right. Okay. And and they're questions about you. They're questions about you. Are you ready? Three, two, one. Uh three things, right, that you're not so good at. Uh first person shooter games, which I love more than anything else. Riding a bicycle actually cannot do it. Full stop. Um I never learned to ride a bike. Oh my word, wait, carry on. What's the third one? I'm coming back okay, to that bike one, story. Uh, physical exercise. <laughs> <laughs> but, and then how do you keep fit? With I mean, the I kind of work that you do, and I can imagine a championship, 13 hours, you're drinking energy drinks and all this chocolate. How do you then counter that? I feel like it was an unfair wise. answer because I do train a lot. <laughs> oh yeah, you um, made it sound like you don't train yeah, at all. I, I just hate it so much that oh. when you said, what are you not good at? That was what came to mind. Like if I could not ever have to do physical, I'm lazy, oh. but I train every day actually. And you've never, you never learned how to ride a bike. My sister is the, uh, my older sister is the only person I know in my life who never learned how to I ride remember, a bike. I can't believe I actually said that on the, I wasn't it out loud. I think that you're like the, I, well, I mean, everyone now knows. I think I've told like three people in my entire life and now the whole, I've just spat it out. There. You put it out to the world, girl. Because I panicked. You said five seconds. But like, what happens when your brother was riding bikes? Uh, I mean, uh, oh, he didn't ride bikes. Well, my brother can ride a bike. I don't understand how that happened. Actually, I just never learned to ride a bike. Because that's how I learned. Like my brother was riding bikes, and so he I was taught probably me. trying to steal the games. <laughs> yes. I, I, he can ride a bike, but it's interesting because I never learned. And then, the, then you reach like this weird age where it's kind of awkward to learn. So you just <laughs> make excuses. And you know what the worst is, especially because I work so much overseas. <laughs> Every, like they don't have they have Ubers but yes. then they also have Uber bikes yes. so you can Uber the bikes and then all my, all my colleagues and friends are like let's just grab some bikes and I'm like oh no, don't do we really want to do that maybe we should walk because I don't want to tell them but now they'll know oh now they know 
That is so Damn hilarious. It. I love that. I love the fact that you just confessed that. It's so cute. It really is. Yeah. Uh, okay, there we go. Now, three albums you will never stop listening to. Because we haven't actually spoken about music. Three albums you'll never stop listening to. Uh, Rage Against the Machine's Greatest Hits, mm-hmm. Green Day's Greatest Hits, and I can't believe I'm going to say this, but probably Eminem's first album. Uh, you love the classics. I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm old. Yeah. Everything like you've mentioned. <laughs> it's all the classics, girl. All the classics. I can't believe I said Eminem, but I was thinking about it. I was like, that, that, that album mean, was good. It was a good sense. album. Did you, did you catch Eminem when he was in the country a couple mm, of years ago? Yes, I did. I went with my brother. I spent <sighs> way too much time with my brother. But yeah. I was like, I felt like a, quite a like pathetic little Michael in the back with her beanie, just trying to be cool, you know, and then realizing that I'm really not. And but the, then also being surrounded by other people doing the same thing. So. But I was about to say, everybody at that concert were all trying way too hard oh to be cool. Yeah. I remember at the biggest sweater on and like this massive uh, it's straight tuck trucker cap uh, same thing. I had a beanie I had like the beanie and I had like the big jacket and you know yes. I always thought I was a little bit of a gangster I really wasn't but what an epic concert what an epic it concert so like don't be embarrassed that you've entered Eminem it's all good I certainly agree three things you'll never do again three things I will never do again oh my gosh mm-hmm. there's nothing there's absolutely nothing that comes to mind really I like that. Oh, wait. Actually, I mean, there's a couple of people I dated that I would never date again. But I, I don't feel, now that I think about it, I was like, everything I've done is kind of like, I don't think I've ever done something that I'm like, oh, never again. Yeah. Yeah. Three women who have impacted your life so much. My mom, mm-hmm. uh, a lady called Pippa Shabalala, who was like the original gamer girl in South Africa. Yeah. Pippa was the most incredible woman. And then yeah. uh, a woman called Sharks, which okay. is uh, an esports broadcaster from overseas oh, who kind amazing. of paved the way for people like me. Yeah. I remember Pippa on TV. Pippa was the first one. She was on TV. Yeah. She was, and she was, I mean, I, actually she's, she's a personal friend, which is amazing, but like she inspired me because I didn't, she knew I was, I was gaming and I didn't want to, I had a blog at the time. And I didn't want to write about games. I was writing about tech and she's like, why don't you write about games? I was like, oh, cause you know, no one wants to hear what I have to say. And she was like, everyone wants to hear what you have to say. It's just really been so interesting getting into the world of esports, of gaming, and just all the different jobs that exist there. The commentating, all the work that you do, the content that you do as well. It's a lot, but there's so many amazing opportunities for anybody who's interested, really. Or I guess one could even just do it for fun. Not everything has to be a job, right? Not everything has to be a job. Uh-huh. I yeah. want to do, do you know what I thought might be fun? Is to set up an Instagram account where I review airplane food, but economy... Because I fly economy. I don't yeah. get to fly business class. Yes. You always see people taking photos of these fancy business class meals. I was like, you know what? We don't have an economy flight yeah. Yeah. food review. Yeah. So I was like, that might be fun. I think that might be amazing because it's always just such a surprise. You never know what you're going to get because that's not what people post. Exactly. And sometimes the food is good. I mean, Sometimes. more than often it's not. The desserts. But yes. The desserts is always great. Yeah, I like the sugar. <laughs> but I mean, I think that would be fun. I th- that's also the thing. I like that. I think sometimes with content, it just, you know, I, I think if you speak to any content creators, all these content creators nominated for the, the content creator yes. awards, if you speak to them, there's a level of, I started because it was fun. Yes. I wasn't doing it because I was going to make this my job. And I guess maybe that's why they grow and become the success that they do become because it started so authentically and they remain authentic as well. And that's what they follow is like from them. How authentic and true they've stayed to their content. I think so. Authenticity and passion. Because I think if you you do something that you're doing for fun and because you love it and you're passionate about it, it's a lot easier to to build on that. And also because I think content creation is hard. And like... Mm. Even the things that I do, it's hard, but it's easier to face the hard stuff when you love what you do because you can take the bad ways. I think if you're just going, I'm doing this because I'm going to make this my job and make money, Mm. 
the moment you hit a, a wall or something goes wrong, it's like, oh, well, I'm out. Yeah. Whereas if you love it, you're like, okay, well, we'll figure out a way over the we'll, wall. We'll keep going. All right. We've got coaster number four waiting to be flipped. Is it coaster number four? I, think I do it believe uh-huh. it is. Travel. Oh, you travel a lot. I travel so much. <laughs> you travel so, so much. For all the the, the, the the different championships that you need to do and all the different work, what's been your favorite place to travel to? My favorite place mm-hmm. is Stockholm, Sweden, because they have the best chocolate Ooh. in the world. But also, I love, mm-hmm. I love the Swedish people for some reason... Actually, I don't know. I think that they just understand my sarcasm because I'm very, okay. like, I have a very sarcastic sense yeah. of humor. And they get you. And I thought they got me, but <laughs> one of my Swedish friends was like, no, that we're just polite. So, I mean, who knows? But uh, Stockholm, Sweden is like one of my favorite places. I think that was absolutely incredible. But I've been to so... I've, I went to Japan. That was pretty <gasps> sick. Oh, that's a dream destination for me. Argentina. Argentina mm. was mad wild. They drink red wine every day at three o'clock with really? steak. That's like lunch. At work. Like, they go for lunch, drink red wine, and and then go back to work. What? I loved it. it was, <laughs> that to me was a pretty magical spot. That is so wild. Well, talking about magic, you and I are going to do a little bit of traveling right now. I'm going to play you a couple of sounds that could potentially come from a certain country and you need to tell me where we've just traveled to, okay? Oh my so God. So we're on that economy flight. You've got your phone. Uh, oh, wait. You've reviewed your food already. I've <laughs> my food. We've arrived. We've arrived in the country, okay? And this is the first place we have arrived to. Okay, wait, hold on. <laughs> it's absolutely silent. I know. So wait, wait, you, wait. I'm trying to think of the most boring place I've been. <laughs> well, here it is. Here it is. We're trying that again. <laughs> there we go. We've arrived. We're arrived. Touchdown! Is this like Texas? Like some weird American like hick town? <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're in Texas. There's an old school Hollywood film there. That's why there's a camera, the camera, and there's football. I mean, it was the music that got it. Yes, and then the music. So you are absolutely 100% correct. We are in the USA. We are in Texas. I'm going to probably get the next one wrong, and then I'll just be like every American where I already knew America. No, you actually won't. This can be very easy. This is easy. That's Big Ben, right? Yes. London. Here we go. See? It could also be a cathedral bell from like some European town with a cathedral. That's the UK. Yeah, it's the UK, girl. It's the UK. It's the UK. Okay, where are we now? So mm, there's a sound that's going to confuse you here, but like (laughs) I'll explain it later. This part. Listen to the rest. What do you think is happening in this last final part? I mean, it sounded like Hardy Dog. Yes. So I'm yes. Home. Yeah. It's a bride. And Someone's bride. opening a beer. <laughs> I, like, I heard the Hardy Dog. I was like, it's a trick. Yes. It's a trick. You are home, honey. You are yes. home. That first one's meant to be a Vuvuzela, but I know my Vuvuzela sounds so bad. That does not sound like a Vuvuzela. I know. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, and that's why I was like, listen, don't, don't listen to the first one. Ignore that. <laughs> listen to the last two. Ooh. Where are you here? I've even forgotten what this one is. I mean, it's a race course, right? Because mm-hmm. there's a car, so... But then there's that weird bubbly noise. <laughs> yes. That's a truck reversing, I think. No, what's that bubbly noise Think. It's something that's so popular everywhere now. Bubble tea? No. I don't know. <laughs> no. 
about bubble tea. That's what I was just like thinking every bar. <laughs> bubble. I'm just like food, bubbles, tea, bubble tea. I have no cooking crew. I'm gonna feel so. We're dumb. in the UAE. I, suppose. I, I thought Abu Dhabi because of the racing, and yes. then I was like, "Yeah, well, uh, we could say Abu Dhabi." So, what were the bubbles for? Like uh, some happily bubbly. Oh, of course, mm. and you think I'd know that? Yeah, I mean, you went bubble tea, and I'm like, you've just said it's bubbly. Just Come on, you're so close. It's just, I think, it's like, food and delicious. Uh, uh, do you like bubble tea? I bubble like tea is like cute tea that's got the the. Is it juice or is it tea with the bubbles at the it's bottom? It's like milk with like these like the sh- it's sugar. Anything yeah. with sugar makes yeah. me happy. And, and they, so I just and have they, a bubble tea. And 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 they they oh, markets always have that bubble tea. I only like have that I mean, tea when I'm at a market. It's just overpriced ridiculousness, yes, right? But yes. I'm all for it. It's I'm so upset because I actually when I heard the cars, I was like Abu Dhabi, and then yeah, just I was like yeah. Formula One. Abu well, Dhabi. I'd, I'd, I'd put Dubai there, but Abu Dhabi actually because that's where is that where they usually have the final race. Uh, I think so. Is that so. where you should have... Abu yeah. Dhabi. Don't they race yeah, in Riyadh Abu- now as well? Maybe not. I don't know. Look I'm at us now f- trying to figure out... For, you know, I know. We're wrong. Like, oh, no, we're wrong. <laughs> There's someone listening who's losing Yes, I know. Please help us, actually. <laughs> don't lose your mind. Help us out, yeah. Okay, here is your last one. I mean, this sounds like Japan or yeah, yes. or China. Japan yeah. or China? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you I heard the chopsticks, so that yeah. made me think China. But then... You're in, yeah, you're in Japan. Japan, there we mm-hmm. go. I, I'm taking you back to Japan. You're taking me back. I love Japan. <laughs> I'm Japan taking you crazy. back. I did, so what did you, where did you go in Japan? Was it Tokyo? I went to Tokyo. Uh. It was, I actually went for like an anime conference. Oh, that's amazing. I don't really like anime, but I tried it out um, and went. Uh, my uh-huh. favorite thing about Japan and Tokyo was the giant Pokemon store that they have. Oh my word. That must like, have been a dream. It was kind of crazy. Like they have some pretty, and then also my favorite thing about Tokyo is like there's, on every corner there's like a gaming mall. So it's like, five stories of just games and then like every level is different games so if you like like fighting games there's fighting games if you like shooting games you can go and get there's shooting games on the next floor and there's just games and people just play games that's what they do so a a dream destination for a gamer essentially it made no sense though because you're like you're in another country and you should explore and you spend all your time walking into these malls (laughs) to play games but yes that's why i loved it almost almost feels like you need to do another trip where you're now really going to actually actually explore the the country do you know how many times i've done that i've gone to like a new city and then i found a gaming lounge and gone there and i've started to realize that it makes no sense because i'm like why do you go there to, to go to the gaming lounge. But like, I guess that is when you're traveling for work, right? Yes. So what's holiday for you? Uh, when you're I not love, going into gaming stores? I love stores? the bush. So I'm actually going yeah. away this weekend. Nice. But I had to check that they had Wi-Fi so I could watch <laughs> Counter-Strike. <laughs> but that's besides the point. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I like I, for me, a holiday is where... So I, I don't like cities, ironically, because okay. I think that like I'm always in cities. So yeah. if I can be away from a city, so yeah. like a beach or nature or yeah. somewhere very like secluded and away from everything an island yeah but i haven't mm. been on ho- like a proper holiday in a very long time well you deserve it <laughs> you need to fit that in well at least you've got the bush this coming weekend which is great small doses yeah oh man i can't believe like it's time for last rounds already i've been having such a great time with you sam you have been absolutely epic and you've got some not i don't want to say old school fans but 
the previous show, uh, the previous 10 to 1 show that Justin Toreen used to do, used to feature on that show and had a lot of gaming content. Well, not only that show, you've just, you featured on Justin's shows quite a bit. Uh, and they're showing you love on the WhatsApp line. So oh, like, that's so Yeah, rad. some old fans that are like, yo, Sam, we hear you, girl. Yes, yeah, so I thought that was really sweet. Shout out on the WhatsApp line. And lots of people who are just gamers that are enjoying this chat. So it's really awesome that you were able to pull through tonight. Last rounds, girl. Lessons in 60 seconds. Oh, that's when we get a little serious. We've had like lots of laughing and all that. <laughs> this is the part of the show where I try and be a little serious, you know? I mean, you must have some lessons and some gems to share. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you a word or a category and you tell me the biggest lesson you've learned in that category. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. Are you ready? Okay. You ready to get deep? <laughs> you even just I'm had terrified. a terrified. <laughs> yeah, I put my shoulders back. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Sam literally just pulled her shoulders back and went, okay, girl, let's do this. <laughs> All this right. Is my career started as a motivational speaker. <laughs> yes. There we go. Three, two, one. Uh, biggest lesson when it comes to friendship. My biggest lesson when it comes to friendship mm-hmm. is that sometimes uh, you realize that actually the the you're the bad friend if you can't make time for someone and or you don't want to make time for them the the lesson is that it's you that that might be the problem and you need to investigate that beauty beauty uh is only skin deep and shouldn't matter but unfortunately in this world it really does yeah it really does money the more you have the more you want yes but it will bring you great sadness if you chase it oh social media i hate it (laughs) Business? Business. Mm. Uh, that you can't take things personally. That is the biggest lesson I've actually learned this year in business is that it's not personal. It is business and you need mm. to separate the two. Failure? It happens all the time. You need to fall forward. Fail forward. Fail forward. Oh, family. Are the most important thing. Oh, and the very last one, love. It exists. Mm. Oh my gosh, that's so. Uh, this is something that's really mm. interesting. I know it's so. I just got lame, goosebumps. It but it exists. I just got goosebumps from that. I used to be quite a. I used to be quite a non-believer. I felt really? like it was a bit of a. I didn't. You know when people talk about love. And you're like, oh. are you watching the movies? Like, mm. And now I'm like, I get it. Maybe I'm like, I, I get it. It does yeah. exist. It's, it's taken some time for you to realize that, but you get it now. Time yeah, to get there, but it exists, and yeah. it's it is a very special thing when you find it. It's not what you think though, but it's yeah, it's there. Yeah, and you don't have to go out like searching for it. It will find you. What do you think of that part? Oh my gosh. I say, some I people struggle with that. You know when people say that, I always go, <laughs> but it's actually, I think that like when you learn, no, he has my greats. <laughs> okay. This is, this is, okay. everyone should quote me. Okay, I, you, I'm about to quote you. Okay, hold on. I, I've got everything silent now. Yes. When you learn to love yourself, yes, love will find you. Mm. Oh, that's beautiful. So cheesy. Though. That's cringe. No, but that's there beautiful. She is. No, no, cringe girls rides. It's very true, though. Yeah. I, I mean, I know everyone says it and people roll their eyes, but it really is. I think for a long time, even though like maybe your, your job looks great and you see someone online and it looks like they're living the best life, but they might be struggling with their own relationship with mm. themselves. And I do think that once I sort of started figuring out how to love myself from a personal point, like my personal life, my business, my, my work, everything feels easier to do, if that makes sense. And yeah. I've seen more success. And I do think it is because sometimes you have to learn to love yourself. Even the ugly bits, because they are bits that we don't like. All the flaws. All the flaws and all. Sam, take all right on Five Nights. Thank you so much for joining me. You've been absolutely fantastic. Uh, Good luck with all your awards that you're nominated for. How do we vote? Uh, Thank you. I think with the, the, the Content Creator Awards, it's judges. 
So it's up to them. Um, so that'll be at G Sport. You can not, you can actually vote online yeah. on the, the G Sport side. But you should just go on that side because it's really cool. It celebrates lots of women in yeah, sports. Yeah. Which our content creators, it's it's all judges. Okay. So I'm just going for the free cocktails. I mean, go for the free cocktails. Look great. Be awesome and have tons of fun. You've been absolutely incredible and you remain an inspiration. I think not only for a lot of young girls, but anybody who wants to try something out that somebody has never, ever done before. I think what's also beautiful is how you love to tell stories of other people. Keep paying it forward. I think it's just incredible what you do. Thank you. And thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. Yay! Sam Wright on Five Nights. It's Garabo on Five Nights. Five. 5FM